Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, March the 24th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B of the Revised Common Lectionary, the source that's given to the church to go through the entirety of the Bible in three years and to go through the seasons of the church as we approach the different holidays in the life of the church. And we're currently in the season of Lent. We're making our way towards the end of it. And this Sunday is called Palm Sunday, the Liturgy of the Palms. But in the middle of this week, actually tomorrow, March the 25th, is a single day called the Annunciation of the Lord. And so I'm actually going to use one of the passages from that liturgy since we can't get to everything in the liturgy of the palms in this one week. And so let me read from Psalm 40 verses 5 through 10 this morning as we draw our time with God in prayer. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, leading us to a time of prayer together. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When Our Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 40, verses 5 through 10. O Lord, my God, you have accomplished many things. You have done amazing things and carried out your purposes for us. No one can thwart you. I want to declare your deeds and talk about them, but they are too numerous to recount. Receiving sacrifices and offerings are not your primary concern. You make that quite clear to me. You do not ask for burnt offerings and sacrifices of sin. Then I say, look, I come. What is written in the scroll pertains to me. I want to do what pleases you, my God. Your law dominates my thoughts. I have told the great assembly about your justice. Look, I spare no words. O Lord, you know that is true. I have not failed to tell about your justice. I spoke about your reliability and deliverance. I have not neglected to tell the great assembly about your loyal love and faithfulness. This is the word of God for us. At the time of this recording, we're in the middle of March Madness, and it's always amazing to me to see the stories that come up out of this tournament for these different teams, these different players, and the, like the parents and those uh, who go along with them. And it's just amazing to see the loyalty that has uh, been attached to different schools and to different players. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, my bracket is completely annihilated right now because I picked more favorite teams and so many underdogs have advanced so far in this tournament. What's so fun is to see is that towards the end of a game when an up, uh, un, when an underdog team upsets a higher seeded team, how they show like a gathering of fans back at the colleges because they're not allowing a lot of people into the arenas. And to see to see all those students go absolutely crazy and then how many of them show up, right? I mean, some of these teams, it was a far reach to even make the NCAA tournament, even to imagine winning a game. You see this loyalty that goes uh, goes very deep with these different teams that go deeper and deeper into the tournament. And they look at the parents in the crowd who have had to take off work and who've had to really box out a, a big majority of their lives to send these kids to these different uh, sports teams growing up, summer basketball, camps across the country. They travel with them. They went from place to place. And just to see that loyalty on display. That's what makes me think about Psalm 40. Psalm 40 is a personal testimony uh, about a psalm writer who's been delivered by God. Uh, it starts off with how uh, God lifted him out of a watery pit, it says in verse 2, and out of the slimy mud, and he placed me, my feet on a rock and gave me a secure footing. So this person has been 
deeply moved by what God has done in their life. And he responds by making his name known. And we saw that in our passage this morning where he talks about how he wants to declare his deeds and to talk about them. And they are too numerous to account. And he says, I'm not going to settle just for burnt offerings and sacrifices. Those things which, you know, the average status quo religious person would do. For I know that, God, you desire more than that. Like, that's fine. Like, that's in, in, in the constellation of our religious work. But more than that, it's, it's about a deeper, loyal love. And I think about the Christian life like that at times. I don't know what drew you into the Christian life. Uh, and there are a array of things that probably could. We could hear the, the message of salvation, the great gift that God wants to give us, the free gift of grace that we find in Jesus Christ. Or maybe it's because it was the example of somebody else, and you're like, you know, if they have trusted in that, I think I should probably trust in that too. And something draws us. We have incentive to get into this Christian faith that we have. But along the way, the, the steam of that incentive that has drawn us thus far uh, begins to be challenged, right? Because not everybody believes the stuff that we do, and so there's a confrontation perhaps with loved ones in our life who um, don't embrace the same faith that we do, right? And so we have to make a choice, like, do I continue going down this path of faith, even though it begins to take from me? It takes a little bit of some of my social clout with people, or perhaps um, it's another sacrifice. Maybe it's a financial sacrifice. Maybe it's a, a time sacrifice, right? All these things that the faith begins to take from us. And so we have this like moment of decision at those crossroads. Will I continue to allow my loyalty to go deeper and deeper with this God who has displayed such a great love for me that he would send his son to die for me? I think it's something to contemplate as we go towards the cross. Here and next week as we get towards Good Friday and Easter Sunday, we get to see on full display the depth of God's loyal love towards us. And it begs this response, right? Like it's a God announces to the world this love that he has for the world. And then there's like this, this moment of pause where is the world going to respond? But not just the world. How are we going to respond? How are you going to respond? How am I going to respond? Are we just going to uh, take a hold of what God has given to us and not give anything in return? Are we, are we going to be grifters, I guess, in that way? Or are we going to respond in a thousand different ways and to plead our, uh, plead our allegiance to this one God? Um, I love how our, our passage ends. I have not failed to tell about your justice. I spoke about your reliability and deliverance. I have not neglected to tell the, the great assembly about your loyal love and faithfulness. I wonder if that could be said of us. That's my desire. Isn't it your desire? Is that we have not failed to talk about what God has done for us. Well, if we're not going to fail in that regard, if we're going to have that to be the occupation of our life, it's going to take a lot of prayer. It's going to take a lot of guts. So my prayer this morning is going to be focused on God giving us the imagination and the courage to not fail and telling about his loyal love for us. So let's spend some time praying together as we face our day together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you're a good and generous God. And what can be said of you from the beginning of time until the date in which you've destined in your heart uh, to renew the heavens and the earth is that you're a good God, that love and compassion follow before you, that whenever your name is praised, whenever your name is considered love and adoration and hope go with it. And so God, uh, we confess to you today uh, that uh, this faith that you've drawn us into 
is both blissful and it's challenging. We understand the shape of it, that we gain so much and things are taken from us as we walk the path of faith. So God, help us if we've been lax in our worship. I pray that you would invigorate our hearts and minds and that we'd be eager to praise your name among anyone, among the nations, among enemies, among friends. I pray that your name would be upon our lips. And God, would you help us if we've been lax in our response, um, if we have not been eager to do your work. I pray that there not be shame, but there be mercy. And I pray that that mercy would triumph over judgment and that uh, we'd be invigorated and that our imaginations would swell with all the different ways and all the different opportunities to praise the name of Christ and to serve the name of Christ in the world. God, we understand that you love this world and this world has a ton of need. And so today as we face it and as we face friends and co-workers and loved ones and even strangers, that we'd sense your face in every face, that we would attend to you as we attend to all people and that people would recognize the love of Christ that's on our lives because we seek to serve you today. So God be with us. Give us your power and courage to do so so that at the end of this day, we can look back and say, I did all that I can and I did not fail to talk about the goodness of God and his loyal love for all people. God, we love you. Help us today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.